Warriors, this is the Spartan Underground. And now, your host, James 300 Foster. Hey friends, welcome back for the third episode of the Spartan Underground. Today I have my friend Jonathan Moy on. Jonathan's an awesome guy with a big heart who I met through my involvement with the Black Belts for Butterflies Autism Awareness Charity. Uh, He's a great person, really happy to have him on. And uh, he's also a fellow show you roll enthusiast. And speaking of Show You Roll, I'm very excited to announce that they are my first official sponsor of the Spartan Underground podcast. So Show You Roll is the sponsor of this episode and every episode of the Spartan Underground podcast. Very exciting for me. Uh, They make the best jiu-jitsu geese on the market. I've been a supporter of their brand for a very long time and uh, feel very fortunate to be one of their sponsored athletes. So make sure you go check out showyourroll.com, S-H-O-Y-O-R-O-L-L.com. Sign up for their newsletter and keep track of what they have going on for 2016. So on to the podcast. Hope you guys enjoy. Hey everyone, I'm here with Jonathan Moy, my friend. Did I say it right, Jonathan? Yes, that's correct. Like Moy Bien? Exactly. Right. How appropriate. <laughs> How are you doing tonight, man? It's great to talk to you. I don't think we've uh, talked other than Facebook since I saw you, was it when we were in Connecticut for the Black Belts and Butterflies? Absolutely, yeah. Uh, we definitely haven't had much opportunity to talk to each other other than Facebook chat. But, uh, you know, it's always great getting in conversation with you, whether it's through chat or in person. Well, I know you've been real busy, too, with your uh, real estate venture. You just became a, a real estate agent here not too long ago. Yes, that's correct. I've been in it for about five months. Uh, definitely a huge learning process. And every day, I feel like I'm in a whole new environment and just trying to take everything in. It's a lot like jiu-jitsu, isn't it? Exactly. Uh, I would strongly make that connection in terms of being exposed to different techniques as well as in real estate, different aspects of real estate. How's the market doing right now out there? You're in New York, right? Correct. New York City, uh, right in the middle of it all. Um, Quite busy, to be honest, uh, for, I would say, the more established agents. Being newer, it's a little bit tougher because you do have to establish your reputation as well as your clientele, which can take a while depending on how you get there, if you have the right connections, if you do the right marketing, being with the right company. There's a lot of aspects to it that I'm learning you uh, heavily involved with the social media as far as your real estate marketing goes? It's definitely something that I believe I could do more of, um, starting to kind of learn how to actually utilize it and 
put it into my real estate marketing. Um, at the same time, you kind of don't want to just put random information out there that doesn't really connect to clients. So part of it for me is actually learning what clients want to read about or see, stuff like that. And I don't want to just put out uh, random articles or information that doesn't draw any sort of traffic. Right. I guess the main thing is, are you enjoying yourself with it so far? I love it. Uh, it's definitely the career that I could see myself doing for the long run. My main criteria always has to been uh, customer service related profession. I've always been in sales and naturally I felt this was a good fit for me. Now, obviously we met through jujitsu. So uh, I was trying to think back today, kind of the, did we first meet on Facebook or, or, or was it in person? It was definitely on Facebook. Uh, when I was first getting into jiu-jitsu, I started doing a little bit of research um, just to figure out what people in our um, weight group, I guess their game, what they like to do, uh, I guess different styles, and uh, came across you. I believe it was actually through a friend that um, is in my gym that I train with, who I'm not sure if everyone else knows, but we are a part of the same affiliation, which is the Lotus uh, Club. Yeah, you're under the same uh, lineage that I received my black belt under. Absolutely. And that's, so that's cool. That's a really small world. Very, very. And I think we've established that the Jiu-Jitsu world being how big it's getting, uh, in some one way or another, somehow everyone is connected. Yeah, it's really crazy. I, I don't know if you listened to my podcast with Julia from Mission 22 yet, but you know they actually had family right in the same city that my school is in. Yeah, uh, I did. I did get that, um, and it's it's amazing, and yeah, it's unbelievably how small the world really is. Yeah, most definitely. And then I know uh, we kind of, you know, uh, kind of establish more of a friendship through uh, our connection with Black Belts for Butterflies and and Rich McKeegan and, and being involved with that cause. So it was really cool to have you out and and uh, get you to be part of that event uh, that we did last. Uh, was that in April that we did that? I believe so. Yes. Yeah, that was out in Connecticut. Really great cause. Uh, just, just an honor to be involved with it and really cool to see everybody come together like that and uh, kind of showed me uh, where you were coming from and, you know, us big guys, we have big hearts, so it was really uh, uh, made me think a lot of you, your character and, and seeing you out there supporting the cause was really cool. Absolutely, and uh, thank you for the kind words and I, I feel strongly about you uh, in regards to that aspect, but it is great what Rich is doing uh, out there in Connecticut, uh, specifically for Black Belt for Butterflies, and just being able to um, use jiu-jitsu and such a great tight-knit community to raise awareness for, um, you know, his organization, which is also raising, you know, money for Dylan's Wings of Change. Um, yeah, for uh, autism awareness and everything, it's been huge. 
Exactly. And, uh, you know, through that event alone, I think I've built friendships and bonds that will last for the rest of my life. Yeah, same here. Yeah, it's amazing all the connections you make and uh, it really still impresses me how, you know, you meet so many good people through jiu-jitsu. It's just really, really mind-boggling. Absolutely. Uh, and I guess as we're noticing now, there's a lot of other organizations that are coming out, uh, which you've touched upon in your other podcasts and some others that you haven't yet, but um in one way or another, we're all connected, and it's a great thing that everyone's willing to help one another. Yeah, and I say the more the merrier, right? Exactly. Now, speaking of jiu-jitsu, I think kind of your new career is, is kind of uh, sidelined you from jiu-jitsu a little more than you like, huh? Absolutely. Um, I guess with any career for um, any person in general, sometimes it's hard to balance uh, work life, personal life, and jujitsu life, right? Um, I'm trying to learn the business, and that takes up a lot of my time. Uh, I just feel like I have to invest this time now to kind of learn the business in order to set myself up for success in the future. Yeah, and I would say that's definitely the proper approach that you're taking. You know, I, of course, as a as a professor, we like to see our students uh, maintain their training schedule. But you know, you got to have priorities, and you you got to kind of strike when the iron's hot, and you need to use your time and your resources now uh, to to set yourself up and establish yourself correctly for the future. Exactly, and in my opinion, this profession or any other customer service um, related sales related jobs it, it really comes down to knowing what your job is and there's no way to do that without experiencing it or learning it firsthand I mean you can do research by reading uh, looking online but honestly this is one of those uh, real estate is one of those businesses that you have to really get hands-on yeah yeah, real world experience is is really uh, invaluable. I know a lot of people uh, that have, you know, don't have the fanciest degrees, but they're very much real world savvy, and uh, sometimes those are the most successful people. Uh, you know, even though they don't have that piece of paper or that fancy degree. A lot of times you see them have great success because they go out and they get that experience and that exposure and you know, kind of like the school of hard knocks, right? Learning as you go. And uh, I think there's something about that that you can't recreate from textbooks and, and all those things. Not saying that school isn't incredibly important because you got to have that foundation, but I think the real world uh, learning is, is really valuable. Exactly, and I, I completely agree with that. Uh, me, myself, personally, I, I was never, I wouldn't say a great student, but I was also not um, a bad student. I was one of the people that knew what I was good at uh, and excelled in you know, those fields of education and the ones that I struggled in. I, I did my best as long as I was able to pass it was great. And with that said, 
you know, growing up, I've noticed a lot of, I would say, family or even friends that if they work hard enough, um, they can still be successful. Not saying that if you go the traditional school route, get a great education, that you won't be successful. But, um, you know, there's both sides of the spectrum. Yeah, and I've also seen people that have incredible degrees that they've gotten in college who uh, they kind of end up with this um, sense of entitlement to where they think they should be able to jump into a higher up position. And then, you know, they just can't understand that concept of kind of paying your dues and, and working your ways up, your, your way up. Yes, uh, I completely agree. And especially being in a big city like New, York's, uh, New York City itself, um, you run into many of those. And personally, I have some friends as well as family um, that are like that. Yeah, I think we all do. Yeah, and it's tough. But at, at some point, they're going to have to realize um, that they have to start where everyone else starts, regardless of what degree they have, how much time they've invested in school. It's just how business is. And also a lot of companies nowadays, they are not willing to pay that premium for someone that's, uh, you know, that qualified per se. Um, yeah. A lot of times they want the person that's going to come in there and, and do the work, uh, for a little bit less pay as opposed to jumping someone into that higher, more expensive paid position that has the degree. Exactly. Yeah, it's interesting. Um, how long have you been in New York? I've actually been here all my life. Uh, oh, that's awesome. <laughs> I've actually, I don't tell this to many people, but I was actually born in Jersey, but raised in New York. I don't like to share that, but uh, you know. <laughs> so you're all about the the gym tan laundry and all that good stuff. Fist, Definitely fist, not <laughs> fist pumping and going out to the club. Yeah. I can I can picture it now. Yeah, right. That's definitely going to be an image that's not comfortable <laughs> with me. But yeah, I've, I've been in New York uh, basically all my life. Moved to, uh, moved to specifically Brooklyn uh, as a baby and basically that was it uh been in brooklyn for most of my life well you know uh new york is one of the few places that i haven't been to do a seminar so i'm really hoping that maybe someone that hears this this episode of the podcast is you know wanting to bring me out to do a seminar because i'd love to come and visit absolutely and i am trying to put things in motion whether it's my gym or uh someone else's gym I have been talking to some people, and uh, we're going to definitely see what we can do. I would yeah. love to have you out here. Yeah, that would be cool. You know, it would be my pleasure to come out and spread the love of jiu-jitsu uh, over there in that area of the East Coast. Exactly. And, and that's one thing I think we're missing here in terms of East Coast. Uh, I, I don't know. Like, I don't, I'm not into politics of jiu-jitsu, but it doesn't seem like a lot of – academies or gyms are trying to bring out uh west coast um black belts brown belts whoever to do seminars it just seems like maybe they're content with the talent that they have already on the east coast which there's already a lot of but they're not actively seeking um you know people from the west coast or just anywhere else in general to come teach seminars yeah you know it's interesting uh 
you know, it's different everywhere. Sometimes seminars are very hard to put on, and a lot of times uh, for people it, it comes down to either a money issue or a, a lot of times maybe their association or affiliation isn't that uh, open to having people from other affiliations come in and teach seminars. Um, it's kind of kind of interesting to see how closed off some areas are, not to say that's the case there, but the more I travel and do seminars, I, I find it interesting how sometimes, you know, s certain schools can't come and support because their instructor or the head of the affiliation is telling them not to go outside their own school and not to support seminars if it's at another rival academy. I just, I really think that limits everybody as a whole and uh, limits jujitsu as a whole. Absolutely, and I agree with that. And like I said, I, I don't know much about the politics of all that, but it, it is a clear representation of certain schools that have that closed-minded uh, belief that they can't go to other schools for whatever the case is. And I, I completely do not agree with that. Yeah, really, in the end, uh, ultimately, they're the only ones that it hurts and limits. So, you know, that's kind of a... It's kind of a personal choice. I, I think I'm, I'm seeing it go more in the direction of openness, though, as I've seen, you know, jiu-jitsu change over the years. It seems like that's getting a little better and you know, seeing uh, less and less politics and people being more open to cross-training with people of other affiliations. So I hope it continues to keep going in that direction and that some more... Uh, you know, higher up people in the jiu-jitsu community than me come out and, and speak out on that and the importance of getting out and, and uh, expanding your knowledge and training with other people. Yeah, definitely, and I do agree with that. Well, you're just being too agreeable. <laughs> I'm a very agreeable guy. I like but, it. Uh, you're, I like you're, it. That, that's, I think that's part of why we also have that connection. We, we do feel like we have the same... Uh, thoughts all the time we agree on a lot of things and i think that's why we connect very well yeah you know i think uh, we agree where it's important right the things that thing in the areas that are important to us and uh you know i just uh really enjoy your friendship and uh i you know a lot of people don't know this but we had a little group that we started on the on facebook called the show your role ultra heavy squad um we should probably talk a little bit about that. So I kind of started it off as a group for the bigger show you roll enthusiasts who wear size A5. And a lot of people don't know, but the A5 is actually one of the harder sizes to get a hold of because, uh, you know, from a sales standpoint, not as many people buy those as they do like A2 and A3. So my idea with that group was to start it up and kind of get a little group of us guys who all wear the same size together so we could you know kind of help each other track down geese we were looking for and things so uh and then of course you were one of the first guys on there i think absolutely yeah definitely um that group definitely is i guess a better way for us to help each other out being that we are wearing the biggest size and probably one of the hardest sizes to find given the supply is very low per uh, style that they produce, uh, especially in the older styles, it was even fewer um, quantity wise. Uh, 
sometimes yeah. one, maybe two at most, um, up until maybe past or recently the past two years, that's when they increased that uh, quantity size, if yeah. I'm not mistaken. Yeah, I think so. And, you know, I'm I'm actually broadcasting here from the Show Your Roll Vault, my, my sacred Show Your Roll collection, and I think I have, you know, five or six of those you know, models where I it's literally the only A5 that was made, so... I think a lot of people assume that maybe there's more of that size, but actually there's less. Probably because it takes more material, right? <laughs> Absolutely. That's definitely one of the factors. Um, now, I, I, actually, uh, I actually started that group, but I got real busy and, and handed over the reins to you as a, as a moderator. And then uh, we kind of created a little, little artwork together and kind of came up with a little... Uh, logo and things so maybe you want to talk a little bit about our ultra heavy squad uh, patches that we have available and and all of that absolutely so um it's turned into more of a passion project i guess i wanted to have a logo or something where everyone in the group uh the facebook group can put on their geese uh clothing whatever the case is just so that they can represent um, the group in itself. As you stated earlier, it was created for um, bigger guys that wear 8'5", and also, I guess, those of us that are in the super uh, ultra-heavy, rather the ultra-heavy weight division in jiu-jitsu. But, I mean, I've tried to... Just think about it more in a different direction. And I've come to the realization that one of the ideas of jiu-jitsu uh, is to stay heavy. And Yeah, yeah. It's the, the idea that you should be able to, you know, through technique and positioning and angles and leverage that you should feel, you know, twice as heavy or three times as heavy as you actually are. So... Really, it's kind of a, a universal concept in jiu-jitsu, whether the person is small or big. We're still trying to get them to maximize how heavy they actually feel. Exactly. And just you know, a little bit of, uh, I guess, information on that. Um, Master Renato Tavares Jr. Uh, contacted me when he found out that I had these patches, and he's actually the one that kind of made me think more in that aspect of it you know he's uh not gonna say a small guy but compared to others he is smaller but from what i've been told through others people that's taken his seminars or people that know him personally when he's on top and applying that pressure it's what i've been told ridiculous how much pressure he can put on someone yeah, yeah, Master Renato Tavares definitely knows how to place his weight and uh you know, he's a he's a smaller guy, but you definitely wouldn't know it by the way he feels on top of you, that's for sure. Some of his uh passing stuff he shows is amazing just how he can place the pressure. Exactly. So that's and really that's really cool that he reached out and, and wanted a patch. Exactly. And he he was he's a big supporter of us too. He's always asking you know, if we have any other gear coming out. Uh, and to that, I am planning 
to release some shirts, possible hoodies um, in the following year. Um, so everyone that's interested, be on the lookout. But yeah, th- yeah, I know people are already asking about that. So um, just so people can keep track of what's going on, what's the uh, link they can go to on Facebook to, to keep track of the Ultra Heavy Squad? So the link is actually facebook.com forward slash ultra heavy squad. Cool. Nice and simple. Exactly. Uh, I figured I had to come up with a link where anyone could just find it and it's not going to be some complicated link. Yeah, and anybody can get on and like that. Uh, That's separate from the actual group that we were speaking about. So um, to be a member of the ultra heavy squad group, on Facebook, uh, you gotta be a size A5, and you need to uh, only wear show your roll. That's kind of our our specifications on gaining entry. But the most important one is that you have to be a decent human being. Absolutely, and I, I would say definitely need a referral too from someone that's already in there. Uh, I've had a lot of people actually apply, but no one has really recommended them, and unfortunately i've denied them yeah and i think that's important to keep that that quality standard up and just to make sure that uh the right type of people are involved um i know i've i've received a lot of uh sponsorship applications for the podcast already and uh, you know as tempting as it is to get money from uh, people that want their name to be at the start of the podcast. I just really have to sit back and check my references and make sure that it's a quality brand with high principles and, and good people behind it. So with that, I'm very proud to announce officially on here that Show Your Roll is the first official sponsor of the podcast. So I thought that was pretty awesome. That is amazing, James, and I'm so happy for you. As you know already, I've been excited to find out that you were starting a podcast, and I'm your number one fan, and I'm not ashamed to admit that. Well, I appreciate it, and I was actually, uh, I'm actually really taken back kind of at the the early popularity of the podcast already. It's kind of, I don't know, for whatever reason, you know, I was a little nervous that people weren't going to like it, but had a pretty overwhelmingly positive response here over the past 48 hours uh, with the first two episodes coming out. So I couldn't be happier. Uh, It's like I was telling telling, uh, Jeff Perez last night, I guess I'm committed now. Exactly. And and honestly, your uh, naturality and just generosity and your humor, everything put together, it just comes through. So... uh, and that's what I got from listening to your first two episodes. And honestly, it was really great to listen to it. Content was awesome. And also, I, I, your guests will just, I, I believe, bring a lot to your show as well. Yeah, definitely. And I wanted people to know, you know, this isn't just about having, like, famous people in the jiu-jitsu community on here. I mean, I'm open to having people on here from other uh other walks of life and uh you know people like you who are my friends and all of that i just think it's uh it's awesome to have this this platform to kind of share the things we're passionate about with people that is definitely 
great, and I bet that's probably one of the things that will be different from your podcast as opposed to other BJJ-related podcasts, and that's amazing in my opinion. You know, I feel very honored to be on here and to just be interviewed by you. Yeah, brother, you're in the top three. You're you're going to be episode three, so that's really cool. Absolutely, and I really appreciate it. Yeah, I'm still pretty... uh pretty new to this so i'm kind of trying to take input from people and see who people would like like me to have as guests and uh you know kind of with the format if if people would like me to do a you know a Q&A episode where it's just me answering questions or whatever i'm i'm open to any advice on that and any input from people so definitely uh people like yourself who i'm friends with or even people who are just listening if you have suggestions or something you would like to hear or somebody that you would like me to interview on the podcast, definitely make sure you let me know. Absolutely. And, uh, I mean, nowadays I'm pretty sure if people will voice their opinion without you asking. <laughs> oh, I'm sure. I've already, uh, I've already got a lot of messages with people making recommendations. So yeah, yeah I think you're right. I don't think I'm going to have any shortage of, of guests, uh, to come up here in the future i actually uh i just confirmed today with uh jason scully of the grapplers guide which is an awesome uh jiu-jitsu forum uh do you know who that is uh i've heard a little bit about him but not too much in detail yeah he's a good guy he's been around a long time he's a, a very good black belt he's the guy if you see those videos uh it says like uh you know, 101 sweeps in a minute or, you know, in three minutes or whatever. It has kind of those little compilation videos. He's the one that does those. Yes, yes. I've actually seen a few of those videos. <laughs> it's funny thing is they kind of pop up uh, on your Facebook feed, I guess, because, you yeah. know, a lot of my posts are jujitsu related, so it's kind of associated. But I, I, I actually am familiar with a few of those, and I do watch a lot of them as well. Yeah, it's really great stuff and very unique uh, as far as instructional materials out there. And uh, I just confirmed him as a guest, so I'm real excited about that. Um, the Grappler's Guide is a, a site, it's a forum that I've been involved with for many years. Uh, I was actually kind of one of the contributing members on there. Uh, I haven't been as active on there as I used to be. Uh, but it's a great site. That it's one of the few jiu-jitsu related forums where uh it's very moderated to the point where you don't get any uh well to put it politely you don't get any idiots on there and if you do they kind of get weeded out so it's kind of a troll free zone where people could come on and talk about jiu-jitsu and ask training questions and and not get flamed by anybody that's awesome and honestly this is the first time i'm hearing about it and i will personally go on there myself and uh, try to be a contributing member. Yeah, you definitely need to check it out. There's a lot of good resources. Um, the free version has a lot of stuff, and then I know he has like a paid subscription where you get a ton of cool stuff, uh, including like tools to track your training and and goal setting charts and those type of things that you can download. So it's a really a great re resource whether you're a beginner or someone that's been doing jiu-jitsu a long time and. Uh, it's something where you can really tell that he's passionate about it and he's really put his heart and soul into it. So those are the kind of people that I really like to support who are out there 
putting out the the quality products like that. That's awesome, and I'm pretty sure you will have no problem attracting more of those uh, passionate people. Definitely, and, and the one people keep asking me about that I am going to have on soon is is Maestre or Master Hanato Laranja. I will be having Hanato Laranja on the show for all the people that have been asking, so that should be pretty interesting. We'll have to see, because uh, I kind of want to keep this a family-friendly podcast, so that might be pretty hard for him. <laughs> his, his, his head might explode if he tries to stay family-friendly. Yeah, I, I can only imagine. <laughs> I might be, I might be bleeping it out. You know, half the podcast will probably sound like R two D two. Maybe you should do that in person so that you can kind of uh, have some scare tactics involved too, just to warn him before he. Yeah, uh... and I don't know. You know, I don't. I don't think I'm. I'm intimidating to him. You know, we did a seminar together, and he's he's pretty intimidating guy himself. That's true. That's true. <laughs> just just being in his presence is is kind of intimidating. So I don't know. Twenty seven time world champion. That's hard to hard to hold a candle to. Exactly. But hopefully he'll be able to uh, restrain a little bit. I think so. How did you uh, end up enjoying the first episode with Keith Owen? Did you like that one? It, it was awesome. Honestly, uh, I I've had the privilege of also meeting Keith Owen at the Backbow for Butterflies event where I met you for the first time. Um, and honestly, uh, I kind of got to know how he is through that first time we met and, uh, hearing the, the podcast just solidified what a great person he is. Um, his stories are always entertaining and, uh, he has a great sense of humor too when he tells these stories. Yeah, and I uh, I always tell people, you know, he's when I do seminars, uh, he kind of set the bar for that. The seminars of his that I've attended, I just, I really looked, I really aspire to be able to put on the level of seminar that he does because his seminars are really phenomenal. Uh, I highly encourage anyone who hasn't had a chance to attend one of his seminars to seek that out. I know he'll be doing quite a few next year and definitely a a great person to train with absolutely and just a funny story regarding uh, the first time i spoke with um master or professor owen uh we were actually sitting around and i, I don't remember exactly whose seminar portion it was but uh, this guy just you know randomly tapped me on the shoulder and he asked me if i wanted to take a selfie um you know being the friendly guy I am, I was like, sure, why not, right? Uh, I, I took my phone out, I took a selfie, and, uh, you know, I didn't think too much of it. You know, then towards later in the day, I'm hearing everyone mention um, Keith Owen, Keith Owen, Keith Owen. I wasn't sure who it was. And uh, little did I know, the person that tapped me on the shoulder was Keith Owen, and he wanted a selfie. That's that, awesome. That that is awesome, and he he's such a down to earth guy. He is um, he is in a, a vast wealth of knowledge. I mean, I, I would say I would put him in my top ten list of the most underrated black belts in the jiu jitsu community. He's just a phenomenal instructor, has amazing technique, and uh, you know I'm 
on top of it all, he's a great person. So I'm uh, really proud to call him my friend. And that was one of the big contributing factors to asking him to be my first guest on the podcast. So I was real happy to be able to do that. It was a great choice. And yeah, definitely great podcast. So Jonathan, what uh, kind of plans do you have for the holidays? At this moment, honestly, I do not have a lot. <laughs> Being keep, uh, keep it pretty laid back. Absolutely, um, just spend time with family that's local. Don't have too much time now that I'm doing real estate to get out. Uh, being that it's practically running your own business, and essentially you have to be open twenty four seven. And to be honest, on the day of Christmas, I am actually have to do some paperwork. Yeah, one of the things when you're kind of, you know, working in an area where you need to, you need to work for yourself almost. It's really people don't understand there. There's no such thing as a day off. So, you know, technically this whole week I've been off uh, from teaching at my academy. It's the one time a year that I do that. But, uh, you know, of course I've been doing these podcasts the whole time and working on my website and all these other things related to the the business and my brand so I think if you want to do it right you gotta have that level of of drive and an intensity and and really take it serious like you are exactly it goes back to what we spoke about earlier about just having priorities and uh, you know what we have to do definitely so uh, I know we're fellow big boys, and we're probably going to put away quite a bit of food, though, on over the next couple of days if it's if it's readily readily available to us. Exactly, I think that's a bit of an understatement too. <laughs> yeah, it's going to be. I'm, I'm not going to feel too good about myself when it's all over. I don't think. <laughs> we never do. But <laughs> but, it, but actually, I remember one of the conversations we had recently um, through Facebook was. Um, I guess finding out what our plans were, and you mentioned that you'd be making rounds to different families' homes. Yeah, it's going to be like a a marathon for me. <laughs> you know, we're going to have several different meals. I gotta gotta pace myself. Gotta make sure I'm, you know, not eating too much carbs and getting in the extra protein to try to keep me going through the day. And yeah, we got. Uh, well, my wife and I kind of do our thing in the morning on Christmas Eve with our gifts and everything, and then we have uh, early dinner with my parents, and then we'll be heading out a little later in the evening to my wife's side of the family and having dinner with them. So I'll have, have two dinners. That'll be second dinner. <laughs> and, <laughs> yeah. and, and then uh, on Christmas Day, we go early in the morning and and have a wonderful breakfast with my wife's parents. And then uh, that's when they have their tradition of my wife and, and her sister and, of course, her parents and my little niece and brother-in-law and us all exchanging our gifts over there. And then we go down the road to her grandma's house, the other grandma, and then there'll be more food, more gifts. And then it's not over. Then we will drive out to... Uh, Auburn to visit my grandpa, and I'm sure there'll be more food waiting there for me. That that sounds like an amazing holiday, honestly. <laughs> yeah, it's great. You know, as as busy and as stressful as holidays can be, it's really great to be able to see the family that you have and kind of cherish those moments with them. And 
of course, eat a lot of great food, too. Absolutely. I feel like that's probably the best bonding time you have with family. It's honestly over food or at the dinner table. Yeah, it really is. And uh, I think the the older you get, the more you, you learn to appreciate the time that you do have with the people in your life. And I know for me, I only have the, the uh, one grandpa left in my family. So you definitely learn to to cherish and value that time that you have with each other absolutely i mean for me myself unfortunately i haven't met my grandfather grandfather on my father's side right and, I ne- and i've only met my grandfather on my mother's side as a toddler and honestly i don't remember that all i have is pictures yeah um, but absolutely I, I do understand the value of cherishing the time you have with your family well, I'm also a strong believer in the that you can choose family that's just as strong as the family that you have by blood. So I think for a lot of us in jiu-jitsu, we experience that. And, you know, there's a lot of people out there who uh, have people, you know, maybe they're not close with their, their blood relatives, but they have a equally uh, a very strong connection just as they would if it was family with some friends and and individuals they met through the jiu-jitsu community so that's always really cool to see absolutely and i mean it doesn't even have to be jiu-jitsu it could be any sort of um club gathering whatever the event is um there's other ways to i guess have a family is a better way of saying it but it doesn't have to be blind you can just create a connection with someone and um just let it develop and it turns into a family exactly i couldn't agree more and uh i know i a lot of uh for me it's been a lot through the martial arts world and uh you know i, I got a couple people that are like brothers to me i'm i'm a only only child so i'm not one of those spoiled only child you know only children but uh you know, the the people that are like brothers to me are, are a lot of the people I've met through the jiu-jitsu community, and I, I believe I have every bit of uh, the amount of love and, and uh, connection to them that I would if they were a, a, brother, a brother through blood. Absolutely, and uh, same thing for me. I, I've never really had siblings, um, but I've met people through jiu-jitsu that I can see as if they were my brother for the rest of my life. Um, there's people that I've spoken to maybe once or twice and the connection is just amazing. And it feels like we've known each other, um, for our whole lives. Yeah, definitely. It's, it's a really, really special thing. And, um, I'm just happy to call you my friend and and include you in that list of people that I've met through jujitsu who I have a great connection with and a, awesome friendship with and it was really an honor to have you on here for the third episode man i hope you enjoyed it i did very much so and thank you very much again i I feel very honored to be on here especially the top three all right my friend well happy holidays to you i hope you have a good one eat lots of food and uh pace yourself you know you might have to go a few rounds absolutely happy holidays to you and your family as well All right, brother. Take care and have a great night. Take care. Bye.